Welcome to ThoughtSpeak, the original Animorphs podcast, typically dedicated to K.A. Applegate's sci-fi classic, but tonight we've got a little bit of a different program for you folks. I'm your host, Michelle. And I'm Coleman. And Coleman, would you like to tell the people who we're talking to today? We are talking... They should talking... already know because of the title, but... Yeah, we're talking to... We've been calling you Secret Co-Host. You just can't keep that title. Uh, Chris <laughs> Guy... Chris Grine... Um, oh God! Push it, <laughs> hey, push it, Chris Grine, uh, who has been uh, writing and authoring and drawing the amazing Animorphs adaptation uh, in comic book, graphic novel form, graphics novel form, as Scholastic puts it. Um, Just some pretty pictures. Oh definitely. man, they've been amazing. We've had him on the show before. He's back uh, tonight. We're having just an informal chat because we we like spending time with him. The feeling's mutual. Well, well welcome. thank you so much for coming back. Absolutely. I love it. I was excited. Well, we're excited Sweet. to have you on here. Uh, we, I have been braving tornadoes to make sure that we're here tonight. And, I mean, you all have just been chilling. But it's been harrowing here in <sighs> Dallas, Texas. Yeah, well, you know what? I've had to deal with blizzards the last couple of months. So, I... I I'm glad we're all okay, but enough weather-related things. This is ThoughtSpeak, the weather-adjacent podcast. While we've got the uh, the the graphic novelist here with us, I, I would just love to know, because uh, the graphic novel number three, The Encounter, just released uh, not too long ago, and... Uh, what what was your favorite thing about writing this thing, and what was the biggest challenge in drawing some of the artwork from this this book? I think the answer to that is probably it's the same answer because I was the most concerned, and I think I talked about this before too. But um, the, you know, trying to figure out how I was going to handle uh, Tobias's you know inner monologue, uh, it was so important in that book. Uh, and I had an idea, which is what ended up happening. But, I, you know, right up until that point where I was doing it, I still was like unsure if that was going to be, you know, the right solution. Can you guys yeah, hear absolutely. me okay? okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but I was actually really happy with the way that came out. And it seems like, um, you know, the readers and the fans liked that as well. So that was that that was a relief. <laughs> um, oh, you nailed the look of Tobias utilizing those thermals. Never have I seen such a pretty depiction of a thermal, for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah and I I always had a hard time imagining kind of the the last half of the book because you know they're in a cave for a while and then you have this giant truck ship. That's you know, that's how they describe it. Um, so I really appreciated how you depicted those, those, those made a new imagery for me. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Cause like, I'll have an idea of where it's going, but like, I, sometimes I don't even know what the scenes are going to look like until I'm, you know, start penciling that page. And, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes I'm, I really struggle to kind of figure out, you know, what, what the new, what the scene looks like or where it is. And I, I really do, you know, do deep dive into the, into the books, you know, like whatever details are there, I try to. I try to include as much as I possibly can. I mean, I'm not pointing out everything, but it's a lot of it's there, you know. If oh, you're absolutely, you know, I appreciate the length that Scholastic is giving you, um, because compared to a lot of graphic novels out there, you're adapting a lot of the book, um, way I'm more than I thought to, it would be. 
<laughs> I kind of figured from the beginning that they would probably try to corral me a little bit more than maybe they have. Like if I turned in like a 200, like the first book was like what, 230 pages or something like that. Mm -hmm. I thought they were going to go, no, 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 no. Uh, you know, <laughs> we need to get this down to about 150. And then I wasn't sure how we were going to do that without having some pretty drastic cuts. Um, uh -huh. So what I did was I just penciled the whole thing as I wanted to do it. Right. And then I was just going to kind of see where, what happened. And then they were like, good, good. This looks great. Go ahead. So, oh, that's awesome. You that's like awesome. set the standard early. So they, they knew that uh, an Animorphs graphic novel is about this many pages to do right. <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, I was actually relieved because for me, some of the, you know, the, the first stuff that always gets cut, whether it's it's a movie for length or anything, it's it's the character moments and it's the little moments and stuff that don't drive the plot of the story so much as just kind of give you those little looks inside you know the relationships and the characters and stuff and that's the stuff especially with animorphs that i think is the most important to the to the fandom and stuff and i did not want to have to you know gloss over those moments or you know yeah. every time every time rachel gives to buy or gives marco a dirty look you know i i try to just <laughs> i just love I, lo I take my time on those drawings because i love giving her that stink face so much she <laughs> just you know but it's things like that would be the things that get cut first you know and yeah and i, I it would have just broke my heart so i was really happy that scholastic was like no we're good do whatever and um it's been good what i think is interesting is that there's been plenty of adaptations in movies and books where the adaptation is like a cool thing for people who are fans of the original thing that's being adapted adapted or adapted um one thing that i think is great about uh your animorphs books is that the scenes of your transformations and mid morph have gone viral within the animorphs community as being its own thing you know this is something we didn't have pictures of uh we had obviously the cover of the books which is a very like marketing version of the transformations but your transformations are shared all the time, even outside of the community, whenever anyone brings up Animorphs, because they're finally depicting what's written in the book and, and done so well. I've seen a I've seen a few of those like come across like Twitter or whatever, but I really uh first of all, I didn't know that it was it was that much, which is cool, <laughs> but I I don't go looking for that stuff because I'm always afraid of what I'm gonna find. You know, like I'm going to inadvertently step into a room or some, some, you know, group of people who absolutely hate my adaptations. And I'm going to be like, oh, okay, now I'm, now my feelings are hurt and I got to go back. I got to go back and start drawing more of these. So I just don't. <laughs> I've seen yeah. completely, let's call them secular posts on Twitter that are not Animorphs related, not fans, not anything. Somebody just brings up Animorphs and then somebody posts one of your images and the reactions I always see are like people going like, holy shit. Like I didn't think they'd be like that. So to me, that is a compliment to your drawing is that they're showing the horror and it's being again, recognized outside of the Animorphs community. I've run it across at least two or three posts on Twitter that again, aren't fans, aren't people within the community or anything like that. So I love that. That's awesome. That yeah. makes me happy. Cause I really do try to crack myself up when I'm, doing those transformations like if, if in the writing it talks about how like i think it was was it book two i can't remember what uh where it was like they were birds at the beginning they were flying around right and then they go back to that church tower or steeple or whatever mm -hmm. and they're transforming back and in the 
in the actual, you know, the the books, they're talking about how the beaks suddenly kind of split into teeth and stuff. And to me, that yeah. was like horrifying. So I was like, oh, that's that's absolutely happening. You know, I started drawing that in my head immediately. Um, it's just I try to capture all that stuff and still try to make it as gross as I can. On my and own. it's it's unique to Animorphs too, in the sense that you have horrific body transformations without gore really you know like it's painful to them but you're not seeing like blood splurt out or anything like that so i think that's that's cool that you got to depict that that's a pretty unique thing within media um they've been really good about that too because even when there has been some gore it's been it's been mostly like animal on alien violence Mm -hmm. so i think that's probably why it's okay do you think Um, they let you do the scenes of like cassie's entrails are like hanging out and she's trying to morph back I don't know. I mean, like, okay, so in the scene, like in the upcoming book, the, uh, is it the message? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's all starting to get confused in my head because <laughs> book three just came out in October. I just finished book four. I'm halfway through penciling Ooh. book five. Ugh. Awesome. I'm starting to get confused where I'm at. But like, so in book yeah, four, when Marco's, when they're dolphins and Marco gets like bit and almost in half. Yeah. I was like, how am I going to show that? Because I don't want to shy away from it, but I can't just show that either. So I did it a little bit since they're underwater anyway, and it's a little bit monochromatic looking just because of that. I tried to also have him just a little bit silhouetted, which I thought actually made it a little bit worse. Mm. Um, just visually, because cool. it's like you you got to you're making up the details in your head, but there's mm-hmm. still kind of like that cloud of like you know cloudy water around yeah. you know like when something's bleeding underwater you get you've seen it in nature shows or whatever so that's happening <sighs> while the other the others are kind of swimming around him so it's clear what has happened and his tail oh. is clearly half off but there's yeah. no like there's no red blood and there's no like anything too visceral happening if there is anything it's all in your own head which you know that's your own fault <laughs> yeah no good keep it clean i'm gonna read these things to my kids now i Dude. will say in book five i'm sorry i don't mean to jump ahead and no go ahead i keep i keep, I keep interrupting you but um that's called a I scoop just... here in the podcast industry so go, <laughs> yeah. go ahead well there, there's this scene in book five and i just came to it and i can completely forgot about it and now i'm like it brought me to like a complete stop like a record like you know just stop uh the scene where let's see is it's right after the lobster scene it's right after mm-hmm. they leave the kitchen and then it cuts right to Marco and Jake at an arcade, and Jake's eating like a giant red mont little bug or something, and Marco's freaking out about it. And it's clearly his dream. He's having a nightmare. And then Jake turns to him, and his, his entire stomach just swells up and explodes, and guts and entrails are everywhere. And I'm like, I this is gonna be interesting. Cause I, you know, I don't I, I'm gonna I'll still try to do it. Um, my art style is just it's never gonna be that disgusting but still um i'm gonna have to figure out a way to do that because i just cannot imagine scholastic being okay with a child yeah, that would be an interesting one to keep in there you well, know I'm, i i would think i'm you gonna try your own take on it i'm gonna try but we'll, Cr- i'm expecting a note chris's series might actually be the first thing to uh let scholastic know that these things are in the books because i think they forgot <laughs> Or didn't but, read yeah. them all. <laughs> Good point. Good point. They didn't know that it was going to happen. There's a, my edit. My editor at Scholastic, um, Zach. He's he's very well versed with these. I think he grew up with mm-hmm. like a lot of like a lot of the fans, you know, with with these books, and he's you know pretty well versed with it. But then you know a couple of the other people that I work with, they really like what I'm doing and they like the books and everything. And but I I kind of get the feeling that they don't know the books very well. They their first 
look at the books ever is when they see my my uh pencils and yeah come across the table so Mm. yeah it's gonna be interesting they're in for a surprise a little bit at least it's it's a dream right so he wakes up it didn't actually happen so maybe there's something there i don't know it's that dream gore that's okay um yeah i mean i (laughs) I could see, you know, uh, some marketing team or something down the line. Uh, if you get even further and it's like, wait, why are you drawing pictures of genocide and uh, planets being wiped out? And is this kid traumatized? What's happening here? It's like it's in the text. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I'm slowly I'm slowly being traumatized mm-hmm. as I'm working through these books, too, because I'm having to pick them apart on a unbelievably detailed level, you know, Um we're reading we're reading the ending now like we're in yeah. uh, the the penultimate book is the next podcast we're going to record uh the answer Dancing. and i mean it gets dark i mean way darker than a lot of people remember and uh they they cared you know the applegates they cared about depicting war and how messed up it could make kids and that's that's what's on on the page so i love that about it you know and i know that thing- you know, Go ahead. Oh, Go ahead. One thing that I wanted to know, uh, given that the length of the series is so astronomically long, there's a, there's a good chance that maybe you won't be doing those final graphic novels in the series. But how would you draw the team at the end of the series as opposed to it, the way you're doing it now, which is really interesting to see your take on all these characters that we all grew up with? I don't know. Like, I think they would, they would, like, if I had to think about it right now, like, they would definitely all be a little taller and probably a little thinner just because of stress and Mm -hmm. terror and stuff. Like, and, you know, I just, I would just try to make them look a little bit older. And I, like, the things that I've kind of, like, tried to do with, like, Marco's hair, like, I know it started off spiky and that wasn't, like, the fan favorite thing, but I did that on purpose so I could grow in, so I could let his hair change over the course of the, of the books get longer, you know, every book, it gets a little longer down to oh, his, nice. like his, uh, thing. And, and I kind of, you know, I, so I held back some stuff like that, but man, and I, and I mentioned to, um, I think Coleman that he was like, Hey, we're going to be reviewing this book. Do you want to come on and, and talk about it? And I was like, Oh, I haven't actually read it. And, oh. um, I know like the broad strokes of most of it. I know how it ends. I know a lot of the broad strokes, but part of, for me, the fun is cause I didn't grow up reading these things. Do they didn't come out until I was in college, you know, and I mean, then, you know, relationships yeah. and marriage and kids and stuff. And it's like, eh, it's kind of hard to go back to, you know, young, young adult type stuff for a little Absolutely. while. Um, yeah. But th- this has been a blessing getting to be kind of involved with it this way, because I'm getting to kind of learn about it. This is like a lot of it's brand new for me as I'm going through the books. Um, I've read up through book 10, but I try to not get too far ahead. Because first of all, I don't want to jinx myself because I really want to keep doing these. Um, I'm afraid if I get too far, they're going to be like, and we're done. And I'll be like, but oh, but yeah. I got really excited about book 13, you know, or book 14. or and, Yeah. Uh, and and uh, so I just try to keep I try to not get too far ahead. Just so also I have some surprises when I'm going to, you know. Um, well, I think we're all really excited to see you tackle Axe. I mean, that's that's such a huge character and it's, it's such a interesting series that he's not even introduced until book four. Um, I, obviously we just finished there's the last X book. <laughs> yeah. We I'm... finished the very last recording uh, or the last book where uh, X is a narrator. So um, I mean, he's definitely a favorite within our, our podcast community. Oh, he's a favorite anyway, but I mean, you know, I barely got to draw him in book four and it was kind of just right at the tail end. Right. And, but that was still fun, and I'm really nervous. Just you know, really nervous. Uh, 
just about the, the fan reaction because everybody's got a picture in their head of what Axe looks like, you know, and now you're going to see my version and uh, God, I hope it's okay. Um, well, it's pretty vague in the books. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's talking about how he's a mixture of all of them and yes. uh, you see it in the fan art, fan art of Axe is all over the place. So I think, yeah. you know, just in your style, it's going to be really cool to see. There, There's no solid image of Axe either. Well, certainly as a human, um, but I think I think in the Andalite form too, it's it's yeah, it all does seem to be kind of like all over said. the place. Yeah, but trying to get one other little scoop. Uh, we're kind of limited on time here tonight, which just great to have you for as long as we could. Um, but uh, any insight into have you thought about how you're going to ha- uh, tackle uh, Jake in book six? You know, yes. talking to the Yurk in his head. I do have an idea for that, yes, but I I don't know if I should tell you. Okay, I don't know if it's that's work. fine. Keep it, keep your <laughs> but, okay, secrets. That's okay, fine. well I'll just tell you. I'll just tell you. This is what I'm thinking, and this could change. So this is just where I'm at right now, mm-hmm. um, in my head. But I really, and part of me thinks it's a cop out, and that's why I'm not sure if I'm 100 percent on this yet. But I really, really love the idea of doing like, kind of like an all white background, just all white. Like there's no background; it's just white, mm-hmm. and there's like t- there's like two Jakes. You know, and, and he's kind of talk. You know, so it's it's like that. Um, really hoping you don't change that now. That sounds way, really. It's cool. way more personal. I feel like it's a yeah. little bit more visceral too. And yeah, you know, and you can have one of them be angry or really, you know, kind of a just a different version of Jake. You know, and I the just, real Jake can be yeah, all like I think that'll work. And yeah, visibly like distressed. <laughs> Jake could be very put together. I think part of that might be my love of like Stranger Things because anytime Elle's like in the upside or she goes into the the mid world, yeah, it's all black, right? It's all black except for like she's clearly walking in like some kind of a water thing or whatever. But I was just thinking too, just like man, just one solid color, and and I really think white is effective because it would really make everything else pop out. and, And I don't know though, I will see where I'm at, but that's where I'm leaning right now. If I had to do it right now, that's what I would do. We like I mean, it. That sounds I, I really think we interesting. Like it. I mean, you, I mean, the way you could show, and I'm, I'm always antsy talking to an actual author who's working on something right now because, like, we're not giving ideas or doing any input like that. But the things I imagine you could show with that are like almost like a physical fight between the two Jakes when they're arguing and doing things like that. That's really interesting. Yeah, um, and like if they're talking about something, they could just be one of them could just be holding something. Like it's it's just suddenly there. I don't have to explain yeah. how it got there or what's going on. Or it could be they could be showing like another another person or whatever. I can't really remember all the conversation. I'm gonna have to refresh. And I know he's you know slowly dying too. So one of the Jakes could be getting kind of sick too and weaker and mm-hmm. you know um, that's kind of how it goes on. That's really cool. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, that's that's so awesome. Idea. I'm I'm looking forward to this one so much. It's one of my top five maybe top three favorite books it's it's one of those books that everybody remembers no matter how much of the series they read because it was just that iconic oh, it's horrifying mm-hmm. it's horrifying it's, it's amazing uh no pressure no, no pressure no, at all <laughs> to me to me i think book six is when it the first time it really got dark like like the other stuff got a little violent and there was definitely people getting hurt and people were dying and stuff was happening but i think book six that part with jake and you know in the cabin where he's like tied to a chair and he's dealing with this. It's just really dark because they're waiting for this thing to die. It was what the series needed at the time though. And you've got kind of an evil dead vibe with the cabin in the woods Mm -hmm. and everything going on, which is really cool. That's why I thought those stark white background when I cut to those scenes would be really effective because you've got like a, a real rustic kind of a 
woodsy kind of dark darker kind of moody or uh in the forest kind of a a vibe and then it cuts to like white you know where they're in there talking you know it's just a very clinical kind of a thing so god i can't wait to see you showing uh all the attempts that he makes to break out and every time that they bring him back i know i'm excited too from this book i'm 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 excited excited. too man i i just i i'm trying to like i I'm starting to get ahead of myself. I can feel like I'm really excited about book six. And I here I am. I'm only halfway, probably not even quite halfway through penciling book five. So I still have a long, a long time to go uh, on it. But oh, it's, cool. I do find that it's it's helpful for me to be thinking about the next book. Um, as soon as I'm done with the pencils, I'll start listening to the audio book of book six while I'm inking and coloring just over and over on repeat, which <laughs> is what I do. It's Oh, good idea. It works for me, but it allows me, it kind of lets certain you know details just kind of sink into my head too as i'm going so totally oh wonderful well uh we've got about a minute left here chris and i i really appreciate you coming back and talking to us well thank you for having me i wish i could have stayed a little longer tonight it's just you know kids and stuff it's my fault for living in texas i've regretted (laughs) it every day so (laughs) well i'm just glad you guys were okay that that weather sounded pretty scary so i appreciate it but you know Obviously, you're always welcome to come back on. We had a limited time tonight, but any other time you want to just jump on and record something, we just enjoy talking to you and uh, and appreciate your time tonight. Sure. Well, I'm generally available, so if you guys are ever that bored that you want me back, I'll oh, be happy. I will always you, make time. You, you enhance every experience yeah. on ThoughtSpeak. Absolutely. That's very kind of you. <laughs> I don't know about that, but that's very kind of you to say. It's so great to have another perspective than this guy. I'm sick of this guy. <laughs> well chris we really appreciate you coming on the show and we we love having you on and uh i just want to make sure that we thank our listeners for just the resurgence of everything we've had um in listenership and people commenting and uh leaving one or two reviews that are new so just really appreciate everything and uh i love that we can still do episodes like this that are one-offs and we got our next book coming up the answer that we should be recording soon and getting out to you guys. Yes, absolutely. The answer, I've already read it, and it's a fantastic book. Uh, we're we're going to be getting into the end series, end game, and uh, just a lot of good things to look forward to. But I uh, really quickly would like to thank our Patreon subscribers because we look forward to seeing all their lovely uh, faces and dollars thrown our way to help this show continue to go on. <laughs> and we'll continue doing more fun things like this. I swear, I promise. We're, we're, we're going to talk to Chris Grine again. Absolutely. Going to get the Apple Gates on the show. I promise you, please just stick with us and we'll do it. Make some uh, bold promises there. <laughs> I might as well. Nobody's listening at this point. They've already tuned out. Chris is gone. So, yeah, here, Patriots, we love you. Nicholas Guy, thank you so much. James Miola, our good friend. Jacqueline Fisher. Uh, ben Freeman, been with us a long time. Thank you, Ben. Ben, Ben with us. Uh, Penguin Tots, our latest uh, true blue subscriber in the Horkbajir level. That's our highest uh, supporter currently so most valuable army wise just saying maybe some of you yerk tier might want to step up your game hmm? uh, receive a more powerful host body I don't know come join the thoughts be patron it's fun uh, I want to make sure 
everybody uh, goes and check out uh, checks out Chris Grind's other works. Um, you can see everything he's made on chrisgrind.com. You can follow him on Twitter at chrisgrind. Uh, and you know, go if you haven't picked up the encounter yet. It came out in October. Go buy it. The message is coming soon. So many people are looking forward to that book. Uh, me personally, it's, I mean, it's it's axe. We're, we're getting axe soon. It's it's great. Um, so again, thank you for listening to Thought Speak. Uh, leave us a review if you can. Reach out to us on Twitter. That's that's it. That's all the plugs I got. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's a great end for the show. And uh, yeah, we've got way more to look forward to. Please come back for the next episode. You're not going to want to miss it if you're an Animorphs fan or you just like people getting really into like children going to war. You're going to love it. I promise you. Next time on Thoughtspeak. Thank you all for listening. Bye, everybody.